Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Another one of my favorite cliches is that when you ask for a job, you get advice. And when you ask for advice, you get a job. So that's like one of my other favorite cliches about career navigation. So I do feel like the important features are what are those resources that are going to be able to help you ask for advice. It's time for Women Who Code Conversations, a segment to hear from top technology professionals sitting down with a Women Who Code member to discuss real-world experiences in the industry. I'm Joey Rosenberg, President, Product, and Communications here at Women Who Code. And on this episode, we're discussing the new Women Who Code digital member experience. Before we get started, I'd like to welcome some very special guests to this episode who are going to help us unpack the new website and share how you can get the most out of your Women Who Code membership so that you can keep leveling up in your tech career. First, a huge welcome to Jody Lore. Jody is the Senior Manager of User Happiness and Job Board Product Owner here at Women Who Code and has really shaped the job board experience over the last seven years. Welcome, Jody. Thanks so much, Joey. I'm super happy to be here. Next, we're joined by Anna Sher Wilson. Anna is the Women Who Code Program Manager behind the Women Who Code Career Nav Track, one of my favorite tracks, <laughs> and is the producer of stellar career programming here at Women Who Code, like the Group Mentorship Program. Anna also procures scholarships and conference ticket giveaways so that you can really access the broader tech industry and engage in different ways. Welcome, Anna. Hi, um, I'm excited to be here too. I'm excited to get into it. Um, Me too. Well, actually, maybe Joey, you can start us off and you can tell us a little bit about how we got here. How did the new website come about? And we can share that with the audience. Oh, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. The new member experience has been a journey for Women Who Code. Uh, we've been kind of evolving our website over the last decade. And we, one of the things we really noticed was that when you went to a Women Who Code event in our community or you joined a digital conference or something like that, there's all this just phenomenal energy, right? You got to meet really cool people, hear great talks, um, find great coding resources if you wanted to learn a new language, hear about job opportunities. But when you went to the website, you couldn't really, it, it just wasn't as obvious. It just, it didn't feel the same way. And so we started talking to our community about what they wanted from a digital member experience and what they valued most out of their Women Who Code membership. And we found out that it was almost a happy accident if you could find all the things you needed, even though they were out there. And so as we talked to different people, um, one of the things that stood out really clearly to us was that there were seven key benefits that members really valued in terms of building out their network and leveling up in tech. And so we wanted to make sure that those were really prominent on the website, which is why we, we started building out a member dashboard. So one of the things that we did uh, was build an exclusive member portal, and we've added three of those top benefits onto it. We started with events resources and job opportunities. Those were the top three most common things that we heard that people needed. And then we are going to be adding to that dashboard over time, ways to connect with other members, ways to give back to women who code and support the movement, as well as conferences, uh, access to conferences beyond women who code in the broader uh, industry, and also scholarships for people who are either transitioning into tech 
or learning a, a new language. And so we're really excited to be building out that dashboard. Um, right now, today, it really helps with finding the networks and tracks that are most valuable to you, finding events that really um, are matched to your specific technical interest and your location and your job preference, uh, job search preferences. Uh, and it really helps you to customize your Women Who Code experience. So that's how it started. And I'm really excited uh, to be launching that to the community as where it is today and to continue iterating on that. You know, one of the things we really talked about over time too was design accessibility. And I know, um, Anna, we talk a lot about this when you're building out program uh, to make sure the accessibility is, is key. So one of the things that we did in the last couple of years was to rebrand Women Who Code. I'm gonna ask you, you Jody and Anna in a second, what's your favorite part of the new brand? Because uh, I, I love all the energy, that's my favorite part. Um, but one of the things that we discovered in how those brand colors really came together, we did a couple things. We preserved our teal. So teal is Women Who Code. It's always been part of the fabric of Women Who Code. Uh, but then we added in all these other things. We added in movement, these sort of graffiti swipes and kinetic dots and all these different things for movement. Um, but we also added in all these vibrant colors. Some of them give a nod to the terminal. There are a few things that we did with our color palette. But we also found out that if you don't put those together correctly, it can be difficult to from an accessibility perspective. And so everything we've done on the website, we really took an accessibility lens in terms of font size, color combinations, um, the way that we put things together to be more accessible for things like screen readers, uh, and and user experience. So as you're exploring the website, we're also open to feedback. We want to make sure that it's built for our community and that it's really accessible. Jody, what's your favorite part of the new brand, how it shows up on the website? I mean, I love the colors. It's so exciting. And if you're out in the community, now that we have all of these new colors, we have new swag that's in the colors. So you see this bright, just rainbow of women who code being represented all over the place in all of these different, exciting, vibrant colors. It's just fantastic. Anna, you're wearing one of those new shirts today, aren't you? Well, I was going to say that the colors was my favorite too. I am uh, today wearing one of the new colors that could be called magenta, could be called pink. You know, it's called many different, I'm not sure, Joy, what the official word. Um, the official name is, but I do, I love this color. I'm currently wearing a now vintage uh, blockchain track shirt because we have recently announced um, that we were updating the blockchain track to encompass all emerging technologies. So I love having, I think that's what's exciting about the brand is having the colors and being able to, like Jody said, all this like swag and merch that we're able to now have for our events and our different communities and then also the fact that we now are quite comfortable in this brand so we can have things like you know we have this blockchain shirt and it's like a little piece of women who code history of this slice of time and now I have it and that that's great and but also very exciting for like my emerging technologies tracksuit that I someday want to get if that ever comes about. <laughs> I love that Anna. I think evolution is central to women who code and tech. Tech is always changing. And one of the things that we added a few years ago is the women who code career nav, which Anna, you lead, you know, tech's always changing and members are often coming to us for career navigation advice. That's why we created women who code career nav. Uh, what would you tell a technologist who's wondering how to approach managing their career? I've definitely been known in the career nav community and people who do the programs 
as someone that kind of loves cliches, but I actually think that this one works, which is that like your career is a lot about like luck being in the right place at the right time, but that luck favors the prepared. So I think that kind of mirrors how tech is in itself because you have to be flexible and you have to be willing to like grab new opportunities when they can, but you still have to have that kind of basis understanding and skill set and like technical acumen behind it. So I think that's definitely what I would tell someone who is coming to us thinking like, how should I look at my career as a whole, which is like, start talking to people and start maybe making a plan of what you'd like to maybe in, in the future, one year, six months or five years, 10 years, but you know, accept that you don't know what jobs are going to be available in five years and kind of embrace that flexibility uh, at the same time. Oh, I love that advice. I feel like, you know, a year ago, no one was even talking about chat GPT and now it's everything that AI is everything that mm -hmm. people are talking about. Although I will say five years ago, sitting at conferences like Google IO, it was all about AI and ML. And now it seems to be what everybody's talking about. So mm -hmm. you're, I love that advice of think about where you want to be in the future and then prepare. How has CareerNav woven into the new member experience dashboard? I, I mean, I think that it comes up in a lot of ways because it really is like infused in a lot of our programming, you know, e even outside of the tech, like the strict career navigation track. I, I think the ability to personalize your profile in your kind of career area, more than just like what technologies you're interested in, but also like kind of things like remote or not remote or open to relocation and you can you know add in your personal website and all of those kind of things i i also think just if you think about like what we were saying is career navigation as like an inherently flexible and personal journey just the fact that you can save things that are you're interested in the site like responds well to you using it and you know creates your own experience kind of really shows how like this navigation aspect affects like every single, every single part of, especially like the dashboard, you know, on the dashboard, things that you, you'll be able to easily find things that you've saved. And, you, you know, that's personal to you, just like your career journey as well. How do you think having a tool like this uh, is going to impact people's career journeys? I think the thing that has really stood out to me, like there's, a, there's big things and there's small things, right? I think the small thing exactly for our members like within the women who code context is that we have so much going on and the ability to like use keywords and filtering can really like focus you a lot better as you mentioned joey i am in the process of running a digital program right now that's kind of started and was planned before our new website and because i'm like fully immersed in the women who code ecosystem i know off the top of my head this one person said one thing in an event three months ago and so i can curate those resources for the group but with this with the ability to like search the resources and the events like by technology instead of just location or something like that you can start kind of having that institutional knowledge that all of us like who are on the women who code team have as well so it's definitely like sharing that knowledge a little bit and being able to just 
once you have that knowledge and you can start curating your experience a little bit more hands-on, you are able to kind of see what other people have done, which is always super helpful as you start, you know, picking and choosing what those separate journeys like would work for yours. But then I also feel like the ability to kind of see what other people are doing also can show like, are there any gaps? I feel like one thing that is really cool about being with the code member is that you pretty much can have a chance to speak or give a workshop almost immediately. So once you, if you can have all of our resources at your fingertips, you can see like, okay, where are the volunteer opportunities that I want? Where are the topics that I'm interested in? Are those resources available? And like, why don't I go ahead and make that? And, you know, um, volunteer to host an event with a track or volunteer to host an event with my local network. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you've been really immersed in all things women who code, as you said. Uh, if you were putting together Anna's secret menu, what would be um, the key features that people should you put on your menu? What do you want to make sure people know is out there that they should use and can, that can really help their career search? Obviously the job board, but I know we're going to talk more about that later. But I would say like, because another one of my favorite cliches is that when you ask for a job, you get advice. And when you ask for advice, you get a job. So that's like one of my other favorite cliches about career navigation. So I do feel like the important features are what are those resources that are going to be able to help you ask for advice. And I definitely think the state being able to save events, being able to look at everything and then save it save every single event and then go back and make your schedule and then register is super, super helpful because you can see kind of the entire landscape, like I said before, and then be able to, yeah, narrow, narrow down a little bit. I love how you said that. I just had this conversation with somebody the other day who was saying, I I can't, I'm just trying to break into the next level. And I was like, stop asking for jobs just set up informational interviews and ask people things so that when they think like when they do see a job open, they think about, you know, they're like, Oh, this person knows this thing. I I'm going to borrow the way you said that. I think that's great. Ask for advice and you get a job. It's so true. Let's talk about personalization. So you were saying you can save things and then you get, you can go back and plan your schedule against all the things you've saved from that broader landscape with the personalization tools that are built into the dashboard, how do you think this improves connecting with other members? Because we know that's really valuable for our community. Yeah, I think that it does really go back to events, but it also, so I, I see many things. I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. I think if you first think about your profile, I think that the idea of filling out a profile, just like how with our major events, like the Connect conference and things like that, we encourage people to fill out their profile, not only in an event, maybe someone would be able to see your profile, but it's also like a nice exercise, especially if you haven't updated LinkedIn a little bit in a little bit to be able to reevaluate, like what are your priorities and what, what parts of you, you are eager to share with this community that really helps you kind of like be able to define your role in the community as well. It's like nice prep work almost to think about, okay, what am I contributing and what, what are my goals kind of to get, like, what is the exchange here that I'm looking for? Then also, like I said, with events, I think 
in our old website, it was pretty easy to see events by location or by community. And now you can kind of look at all of them and you can filter by like topic or technology and things like that. And then in the resource area, you can also filter by those as well, because I think one of our biggest resource that we have in Women Who Code is the fact that we are so comfortable in the digital space. And while we have returned to in-person events all over the world, we still have like a very robust online presence and online event presence. And so we do have this kind of incredible YouTube page and being able to you know, as we're working on connecting those video resources to our resource page, you'll be able to more and more kind of have all that in one place instead of um, having to go go to YouTube itself. I love that. You know, resources were the most visited page, even on our old website before they were really front and center. And we hear all the time from our members that resources are really valuable, particularly because tech is such a learning industry. So you're always learning. So is it important when you first come into tech? Yes, because you were trying to learn kind of how to how to get into the industry and learn the lingo and learn from other people. But all through your career, there's always something new to learn. There's always something coming out. There's always a way you can improve a process. Uh, you can always go deeper in a language that you're currently working in. And so those resources provide such great information. And I love that they are mostly talks from our community or from company partners. Uh, so you really get to see the expertise that is all throughout our community. Is there anything else you wanted to share about resources in general with, that you think our members should know? Yeah, I think I, I, I think the resource page in the new member experience is like absolutely vital. And just like you were saying, clicking around and seeing kind of what things catch your eye and like almost using it as like a also like a reflection area to think like, you know, just because something is trendy, like really trying to <laughs> take the time by looking at everything to think like, does this apply to me or not? I think is uh, super helpful. But another kind of area we're working on now is like how to combine the scholarships and ticket opportunities into our experience. So it currently is not there, but if you click on the Women Who Code icon, I think it's on the bottom left of the screen, you can get to both our opportunities and the Women Who Code blogs as well, which are written by our members. And the scholarship and ticket areas are very important resources for everybody. Um, as you mentioned, Joey, that's like a huge part of my job is like talking to people that support our mission and want to donate spots or discounts specifically to our community. So sometimes that looks like one or two free in-person tickets, you know, to a open source conference in Barcelona, which is something that I did uh, yesterday was um, send out a couple of tickets to someone in Barcelona, or it looks like a boot of like a full boot camp program, but it's like 50% off if you pass the technical, um, the technical portion and it's right for you. So those are like huge, you know, if, especially if you are job searching, you know, sometimes you can access these kind of resources with professional development funding and things like that, but we really want to try to remove the financial barriers. So I definitely think that um, additional 
page um, and resources extremely, extremely important. I so wish that something like this existed when I was early in my career. Uh, if if members are listening today and they're thinking, how do I join the career nav track to make sure that I get all of these things? Uh, how do they do it? So the best way for a member to join the career nav track, I would actually say you can join in the member experience. You can kind of put, I believe, um, career navigation as one of your interests and that will start populating you know any events and things like that but the main area of where all of our events and programs lie is in the career navigation newsletter which comes out once a week so throughout the year we focus on different areas of navigating your career every single month so for example august 2023 is a lot about like public speaking and how to apply to conferences and things like that. Um, and then we'll move on to like different ways of coding and, and all of those kinds of things. But anytime we have an announcement for the career nav community, whether it's a program or a special event, that's where it is. So I, I definitely think the newsletter is the main area that people should check out to learn more about the programs. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anna. I'm really excited about how Career Nav is showing up and um, I love all the work that you're doing uh, for our community. So thank you. Thank I, you. Yeah. Let's um let's switch focus and talk about jobs. Uh, Jody, we have um, our senior user happiness manager and job board product owner here with us today. You know, we've been hearing Anna talk a lot about the career resources out there. And we know that even though the um, with the recent recession and tech layoffs, there are still a lot of great jobs out there and that the whole job search can be really overwhelming. Uh, can you give some advice um, for people? L let's talk about, let's talk through some advice. So what was the idea about the Women Who Code Job Board? What makes it unique to our community? What should they know to help this process be a, a little bit less overwhelming? Sure. I mean, you're right. Job searching is one of those things that can be really stressful. We definitely kept that in mind when we were doing the whole new member experience. And like you said, there have been tech layoffs, but in actuality, it kind of creates a unique opportunity for our community because companies now can really get those jobs in front of our members without really having to fight for a spot as they might have to on a larger board. Um, when we created the job board, we interviewed engineers to find out exactly what they were looking for. Because if you look at a larger job board, for example, you may see a lot of unnecessary information that makes it so that you might not want to read through the whole job posting, or it also might make it so overwhelming that you might find yourself self-eliminating. So we provide companies with a clear outline of what they need to be letting you know about, what the job is, what you'll be doing, three to five stack items max that will be used and what the hiring process is like. And we tell them that everything else they can tell you during the interview process. We like to tell them that engineers are busy people. So keep it concise so that you can know right from the start when you look at that job posting, whether it's going to be a good fit. I love that. Um, I'm always hearing you and Anna say apply anyway. It's nice to see a job board that actually helps people apply anyway. What are some of the most exciting features that Women Who Code members can leverage for their job search? Um, so this is the Jody secret menu. I asked Anna this question earlier. Tell us about the, the best features for the job board. 
So Anna did take one of my favorite features, which is the ability to save your favorite jobs because, oh my goodness, all of those times when you've gone and gone online and seen something that you love and then the next day you go back to find it and you can't remember exactly what it was. So I love the ability to be able to save what you found. On our previous job board, the search function was a little bit more limited. So we revamped the whole search feature so that job seekers can now search by expertise level, whether you want only want to look at remote jobs and by stack items. So then you can be presented with jobs that fit. Um, we also refined the design a little bit. So when you're looking at a specific job, the list of jobs that we have is ever present. So you can do some really quick comparing and contrasting to see what's a good fit. That's really cool. Um, thank you for sharing your secret menu. Uh, how can, can job seekers really make the most of the job board using the dashboard? Is there anything else you want to add to that? Well, like Anna had said, customize your profile, go in there, fill out your profile, and then you're literally going to be presented with these magical jobs that are going to fit your criteria. I mean, it's such a incredible way to find that perfect fit. So making sure that your profile is updated is probably my best advice. And like Joey mentioned, my favorite phrase to tell members is to apply anyway. Always apply. Don't talk yourself out of it. That would be my best advice to anybody. Women like to sometimes talk themselves out of applying for jobs because they don't feel like they're qualified. That's part of what we try to teach companies about, that part of keep it concise and small and short so that I'm not looking at the job board saying, oh, I'm an expert in like three of these things, but this one thing I'm not an expert in, so I'm just not going to apply. So we think that it's really important for you to understand that companies may just be kind of picking out of a hat, like, oh, it would be great if they had this and this and this, when in actuality, it's just really this one thing that they really want. Yeah, you know, the industry does this to engineers, right? The way that job descriptions are written, they don't even match the job half the time. I mean, I, I hire engineers and I know that I need deep expertise to get certain jobs done. And I also know that it's unrealistic to think that somebody's going to come in being an expert at seven stacks. And I also don't need them to be, right? So the industry does this to us, does this to engineers. It, it tells you that you think you need to know everything. In reality, you need to be a deep expert in the area of tech that you work in. And the company needs you to be that. We, they just forget to tell you that as they're writing job descriptions. So I love that apply anyway. Um, and really honing in on what's my jam and where's the job where I get to use this jam uh, every day. Yes. And companies who we've met with have literally said to us like, oh, well, you know, we're just putting one or two jobs on your job board, but we have other jobs. So, you know, you don't necessarily know. They might be looking for your unique skill set. They just didn't put that job on the job board. So apply, let them see who you are, get your name in front of them, and they can always reach out to you later about another opportunity that might come up. Oh, that's so true. Um, what about companies? So what are some new ways that companies can interact with the job board? So if you're a member who's growing your team, put your best jobs out there. You know, like I was just saying, a lot of companies are hiring literally for hundreds of jobs. So pick those roles 
that you can get in front of our 342,000 members and, you know, let your company really shine. The job posting, like I was saying earlier, it's very concise. There's not a whole lot of space for you to put a lot of things, but we tell companies, anybody can look up and see that, you know, your company makes mop buckets, but not everybody can see that you won company of the year in 2022 or best places to work remotely. Use that space to show how you are aligned with our mission, why somebody would want to come and work for you. Leveraging social media. We have social boosts. We have over 600,000 followers on social media. Our career nav newsletter, which Anna was just talking about, we can get your job there as well. So my best advice to companies is put your best jobs out there, keep it concise, only put the things that are absolutely necessary, and very importantly, aligning with our mission, which is to inspire women to excel in technology careers. If you have a senior level job that you want to hire for, consider hiring a mid-level engineer and let them grow with your company. That is literally the way to help somebody excel. That's amazing. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to recap really quick for our listeners, um, how to take advantage of all these resources and tools. And then I'm going to ask Anna and Jody to give your final words of wisdom, your final thoughts on your best pro tip on career navigation and job search in tech. Uh, so for everyone listening, if you want to be able to take advantage of all of these resources that we've been talking about, go to womenwhocode.com hit the join button. So even if you had a profile on our old website, you'll need to hit the join button and create a new account. It's, it's all started fresh. And we did that intentionally to make sure that people could really opt in to be part of this new experience. So go to womenwhocode.com, hit the join button. Uh, when you join, it's going to ask you to confirm your email, and then it'll take you through a welcome onboarding process. It's about 10 questions. I really recommend that you answer those questions because they're asking you things about your technical stacks and preferences, your location and your job search preferences. That's what's going to help our recommendations engine really customize your dashboard to be uh, the most relevant and unique for you. Uh, if you want to, you can add your uh, photo to your profile and your website and social media links and things like that. Um, hit when it recommends your communities. It's the very last question in the onboarding process. It's going to ask you if you want to join, um, which networks and, and tracks you want to join. If you want to join the Career Nav track, that's a great place to do it. Just type in Career Nav if it doesn't already recommend it for you and make sure you select that. Um, if you want to go back and change anything in your profile at any time, you can open that hamburger menu on the dashboard and hit settings and update your profile. Uh, and then make sure you visit the job board. So womenwhocode.com forward slash jobs to find all of those great jobs that Jody was talking about. All right. So just to wrap us up, Anna, what's your pro tip? What's your best advice? It's very difficult to choose one because I feel like I've learned so much from this community, but I think in terms of like career, you know, career navigation obviously will take different phase, different identities through different phases in your career. And I was really trying to, as I was thinking like, what's our pro tip or what's my personal pro tip? I was, I was trying to avoid another cliche again, but I might not be able to do that. Um, so I think with everything about um, career navigation is that like figuring out 
what your motivations are um, and really like sticking with them to try to not get caught up in hype. And even though I am someone that like buys into AI hype all the time, like I'm very interested, but that's because it's exciting and cool to me. And so that's what my motivation is. It's exciting and cool. You know, as someone that works at Women Who Code, it's not necessarily connected to my job. And so I'm not right now thinking of all the different ways to like try to learn that skill to earn. I'm thinking about what are these skills so that I can learn. So I do think kind of figuring out is your motivation, is it learning, is it earning? Um, and, and, you know, embracing that and getting really excited about it. I love that. Thank you, Anna. And how about you, Jody? What's your pro tip? All right, Anna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put in my own little cliche here too. You miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take apply anyway, go onto the job board, set a goal for yourself. Say today, I'm going to apply for five jobs that maybe yesterday I wouldn't have applied for. You never know. You never know if you might be exactly what that company is looking for. So apply anyway. I love that. Thank you so much, uh, Anna and Jody, for joining us. And thank you to our community who really helped to shape our new member experience. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.